You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Our phone number, 312-255-8408. The time is coming up on 8.34 on this hot, blistery, humid day in Chicago. Big storms are coming later this evening. We'll cool things down for a few days, but they're talking by mid-next week back into the upper 90s. But, folks, it is July in Chicago, and somehow that doesn't surprise me. Maybe we'll sweat off a few of those pounds, those Coronavirus problems. Well, it, uh, I've had very like no exercise, and uh, it, <laughs> I've got to stop eating punch keys. Our phone number three one two two five five eight four zero eight. Kevin Foy, the director of the Office of Lifelong Formation, joins us to talk about Catholic faith formation during the pandemic. Now his office complements the evangelization efforts of Renew My Church. Kevin, welcome to the program this morning. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Very doing fine. Good. Thank Kevin, you. where are you from originally growing up? I'm from Seattle, Washington. Oh, oh you're Seattle. So when did you come to uh, Chicago? Uh, I came to Chicago in 2015. Uh, my wife, my wife's from the Chicago area, so we met at Notre Dame in grad school, and then. Uh, lived in Seattle for a few years while we were um, early in our marriage, and then we moved back here uh, about four or five years ago. Now, it was a while back, but were you familiar at all with Archbishop Tom Murphy from Chicago, who was out in Seattle? Only by reputation. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Only by reputation. He's a little before my time, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, I heard a lot about him. I was working with the um, Marian Old Missionaries in Seattle, so I was pretty plugged into um, the church there and the archdiocese, so um, heard a lot of great things for yeah. sure. Well, maybe for a moment, uh, Kevin, you could tell our listeners uh, the Office of Lifelong Formation. What is that office all about? What are we all about? Um, we're about Catholic faith formation from uh, womb to tomb, as we mm-hmm. say. So, you know, for, prior to Renew My Church, you'd have a youth ministry office, you'd have a marriage office, you'd have a catechesis office, and really the vision of Cardinal Supich was that, um, you know, it, it's not kind of just distinct moments, but it's a faith formation journey. So we help and support a lot of the um, faith formation uh, efforts within our parishes, baptismal preparation, family catechesis, religious education, marriage prep, young adult youth, but also work really hard to help um, parishes connect the dots between those ministries so that people really are on a journey um, and that they can move from something like youth ministry to being an engaged young adult, continuing formation, to being preparing for their marriage, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really what we're about, is helping kind of build up those ministries. Key um, moments in uh, one's life. Yep, exactly. So as parishes consolidate through this Renew My Church program, how are you folks involved? Uh, Do you do assessments for parishes in terms of what their future 
like personnel needs or program needs are? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our involvement is really once um, parishes, you know, obviously we start in the archdiocese of building that culture of evangelization um, and, and really working um, through things like the Alpha program and engagement uh, of just adults as witnesses. But then, you know, once they start building that culture, we really help them just assess, uh, first of all, their starting point. So if they really, you know, have a lot of teenagers and really want to um, make the shift in youth ministry to, to make it more engaging and more relevant and then build from that pathways to other ministries. So that's really what we do. So right now we uh, are just embarking on piloting uh, with parishes approaches to these ministries, really learning what works today. Now, what Kevin, what have you found to be the most challenging in your work right now? With COVID nineteen, oh gosh, um, you know the, the the challenge is just that um, it's disrupted everybody's mm-hmm. ability to come together, you know, run these ministries. So yeah, come together, bring people together. Um, you know that's that's really been that's that's really just kind of thrown everybody for a loop. So what I find to be the most challenging as pastor rector, um, you know, being a parish priest, is the whole thrust of our Catholic faith community is to come together, to be united mm-hmm. around the table of the Lord in liturgy, uh, sacramental moments, parish gatherings, small, large events. And with COVID-19, we're told to, um, again, the term is social distance, but I like physical distancing. Even Sunday liturgy, six feet apart, every other pew. Now, the cathedral does it very, very well, but it's a huge, tough adjustment. And now, even personally, I've had about 10 weddings postpone later in the fall, many into 2021. Baptisms, all of them have postponed in March, April, May, and June. So it's, it's just, any, even funerals at about four or five during the pandemic, and, you know, 10 people for a small wake service, and then graveside at the cemetery, and I'm sure you've heard stories like this left and right, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I know it's 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 completely counter to how we understand um, mm-hmm. what it means to be church, exactly like you said. And then even to be able to, um, you know, the, the the worship experience, you know, when we were able to come back to worship, not not having that same kind of quality and experience, I, including I think that, singing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I think um, we're you know, great. One we're of the... grateful that Greg can't sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't do, yeah. don't sing. Some prayers were answered. Any... I received a memo from the cardinal. <laughs> can I, uh, Kevin? Can we back up a little bit? So I don't imagine that in your life you thought, well, someday I want to be director of Office of Lifelong Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Since, well, he, since he was well, a boy. Yes. What, what part of your Give us a little background. How did your journey end up here with us? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, you know, initially um, I started as a, as a teacher, um, which wasn't really the right fit for me, but I, I was a Catholic school teacher. I come from a family of educators. And then, um, you know, after three years of that, kind of discerned that that wasn't really where um, where I wanted to be. I worked for a nonprofit with families, um, and I think that was a good foundation, actually, because I would really accompany families um, who have children with developmental disabilities in oh, the process wow. of, you know, getting um, services from our agency. So I was really the link to make sure that they were, um, 
that they were listened to and understood and their needs were understood. Um, but eventually I just wanted to work back for the church. You know, I'm a, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Um, I started my career in, in Catholic schools. And so I was just kind of looking around and I had found a really great work uh, in mission education work for the Marian Old Missionaries and did that for seven years. Um, and that really um, helped me appreciate this, you know, the need people have, and especially adults have, to um, have people accompany them in growing closer to Christ and growing closer to the church. And that just kind of led from there when we moved to Chicago. I started working at the um, Archdiocese in the mission office, and then after about a year, they said we need a director for lifelong formation, and they, they asked me to do it, and I was open to it, and that was about two years ago, and it's been really a blessing so far to kind of um, be involved in So in, then, Kevin, you know, have you been yeah. in this present position for two years already? Yeah, I yeah. when you were Sounds, named, uh, I thought it was about six months ago. Wow. No, no, yeah, no. I spent about a year just kind of figuring things out, and then in uh, back in January, we really launched our um, Renew My Church strategy for the office. So we're really just starting to come into being part of this whole Renew My Church um, process and helping um, parishes build their new reality for faith formation. Maybe for a moment you can tell us about some of the exciting programs like marriage ministries, family catechesis, and youth ministry. Say more about those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like I said, where we're we've done a lot of research. We're piloting, you know, with you know, when we say piloting, I should backtrack. It's very kind of like inside baseball term, but the idea is that you know you want to. I like that. I could talk few, that all day with you. <laughs> I want to. You want to take a few parishes that are interested and willing and have the energy around something and. Um, test out something with them, you know, that you think is well-researched and grounded in what you think works with people, but, um, you know, really build from there so that we make sure we're, we're helping parishes build kind of smart, relevant ministries. So, you know, youth ministry, our youth ministry team did a lot of research just around what what a youth need, what what engages them, and, and are building a model to, to work with parishes to to make youth ministry successful. So, like, a really good example is that all the research tells us that actually for youth to grow in their faith um, in a meaningful way, they need, on average, about six adult witnesses in their life um, that they can turn to. And so one of the things you would say to a parish is say, look, it's great, we want to do youth ministry, but it's not just about having engaging programming for youth. It's not just about having big events and Kairos retreats. Those are all important, but you say, how you know, do, do you have sort of a critical mass of adult mentors? who aren't theologians who aren't uh, professors that are just people who are confident and passionate about their faith and confident and, and passionate about mentoring young people in their own faith journey. And so those are the types of things we'll be piloting that in the fall with parishes that are just willing to, to do a meaningful experience for youth. Um, another, you know, example is, you know, um, what we call family catechesis, which, you know, means a lot to a lot of people, but basically what, we're kind of accelerating that because of the pandemic, because what we've realized is exactly what you were talking about, Father, is that when we don't have that physical gathering space, you know, one of the implications and the opportunities is that parents realize that they can't just drop their kids off at the parish and get the religious instruction. And even into the fall, it may look very different, and they can sell them at home, sell them at the parish, right? And so we're really trying to pilot approaches with parishes to say, how do we help foster confidence in parents to take ownership in, in the faith journey and being the faith leaders of their family and to the role that we as a church understand as the primary catechist for their children. And so we'll be working with some parishes to really kind of 
pilot an approach that has some kind of virtual at-home pieces, has some community pieces at the parish and instruction at the parish, um, has deeper sort of engagement in parish life and pathways to, to do that as part of the program, and then also some parent formation sessions to help just for them on their own grow in faith so that they can feel confident in in leading that journey for, for their young people. That's we're, what I'm we're really gonna, excited about. Good, good. Kevin, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back to continue uh, this discussion. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. Uh, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're talking Kevin Foy, Director of the Office of Lifelong Formation. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the marriage ministries and other ministries that you feel you can help parishes uh, connect in, in this difficult time. We'll be back in a few minutes. nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Kevin Foy, Director of the Office of Lifelong Formation. You know, it's so nice that our engineer, Brian Hockey, he remember, is wearing a new T-shirt today. That's yeah. nice. I hope it wasn't a statement on the program where he was yawning right before he gave me the cue. Yeah, I could, yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Brian. You're doing and, a great job, by the way. And a little pitch uh, that we are live streaming from the cathedral. Starting this Sunday, we hope. We hope and pray 
uh, getting closer. We're getting and, closer. And Mark. Brian's been very helpful with that. He's been outstanding. In fact, in fact, I want to do a little shout out here, not only to Jim Dish, the director of the Office of Radio and Television in Chicago, but to Brian Brock, Michael May, Javier Garcia. Uh, they have done a phenomenal job week in and week out of taping the Mass from the Cathedral, which plays back at the Cathedral, but also on ABC with the Cardinal every Sunday at 930 uh, my kudos to the office of radio and television. You've done a phenomenal job. They're evangelizers. Yes, they are, and long and long hours. Right, and looking, exploring media options that are probably, hopefully, going to be mm-hmm. with us for uh, a long time. Yeah, and and also for ministries. Now, Kevin, as as um, you continue your ministry here, um, how do you how do you project into the future? in terms of these involvements? I mean, since there are so many obstacles, how do you keep positive? How do you look at it? How do you look at this for the future in terms of, you know, we can still be an asset to folks, and here's how we can do it? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, you know, it sounds funny to say because this it's been so challenging, but um, I've, I've actually seen so many sort of blessings in our work and the work of parishes with faith formation um, through the pandemic. I I think the pandemic has really challenged all of us to say, um, how do we not just say, oh, people can't come, I guess, you know, we'll see you in a few months, to saying, no, we need to go to you, we need to be where you are, we need to maintain that connection, we need need you to feel supported, we need you to feel like um, the Church has something to offer you in the space that you live. And so when I see things like what all these parishes have done in, in really strengthening, for instance, their communication with their, their parents, and just um, saying, okay, through March, March through June or whatever, we lost all of our ability to do most of our faith formation. So to say, let's stay connected with parents and say, here's how you can pray at home this week. Here's how you can have faith conversations at home this week. Here's a simple activity just so your child is continuing to learn about and connect with God. And, and you know, a lot of those are tools that, you know, we should have been um, and developing anyway. Right, you're right. Lives and, you know, um, life is hard, and we need to be kind of adaptable and flexible to where they are. So even, you know, God willing, when everything kind of comes back to normal or whatever normal is, you know, we can still continue to, to, to build these tools and be flexible with people and connect with them. So, you know, like, like I said, I, I work with missionaries, and so I always kind of see how our challenges can force you to be a little more creative and listen to the spirit. I think, you know, you Kevin know. hit right on the head in that is we have to look for new ways instead of saying, like you said earlier, okay, you know, stay home, see in a couple of months, because unfortunately, and I'm always an optimist, but I really think this COVID-19 is going to be with us for a while. When you see numbers spiking in many states, in fact, I even read in the paper today, the numbers have started to go back up in Illinois, not in terms of deaths, but in terms of cases. Now you can tell me they're doing more testing. I get it. But I just feel that this is going to be with us for a while, and we have to be remain hopeful because... Um, this isn't going away, and so we just can't say, okay, we're going to close shop but find new creative ways in the spirit. And so I think in some ways the church as we knew it is now so totally different, but it's still the church because the church is people, the body of Christ. And uh, so I, I think you, you look for new creative ways. Ultimately, it's the Lord's church, and we, we, we trust in the Lord, but we are his hands and arms and feet to be ministers of the Word of God. Kevin, 
Could you tell us, you said you've seen so much in terms of positive, maybe a story that um, encourages you in terms of your ministry? A story that encourages me. Yeah, no, I mean, um, what's interesting in my ministry is I'm a support, right? I'm I'm working to support all of our um, catechetical leaders in parishes um, and uh, formation ministers to really do what they need to do to serve the people that they serve. So I think what's, you know, really inspired me is that right when the pandemic hit, you know, these folks got together and just started working together. They started, you know, um, in, in vicariates meeting weekly to really talk about what are you, what are you doing? What did, what tools are you doing? How are you doing virtual? How are you doing communication? Oh, you can't call parents. You can use this app to call um, and mask your cell phone number. Oh, you know, this program is great for, um, for, uh, you know, continuing First Communion preparation um, now that it has to be virtual. And so there was really a, just a strong sense of um, not not only solidarity and being a communal church, that it wasn't about, oh, my parish and your parish and kind of being, um, being siloed against each other, but also in we need to keep this going. We need to minister right now. We are we're not going to sit on our hands and wait. I mean, just the energy with people in these parishes to to make sure that their ministries are continuing and people are still being served was, you know, palpable, really. Like, the Spirit was really in alive, alive in people. And now they're really working so hard to say, how do we be, you know, build our digital options, options for the future? How do we think about um, whatever's on-site is, you know, it's going to be safe? I mean, just the energy, um, because, you know, those are the folks that I work with, and just the energy they have around making making sure that people are, are connected to the church and receiving the formation they need, especially in a time when everything's out of control. And, Kevin, do you find you know, yeah. do you find that in the work that you do, like I find as rector of the cathedral, Mark would say the same thing in the work in the cathedral, ever since the pandemic has hit, in some ways I've never worked harder because there is no playbook. We are into uncharted waters. Everything we do, we are creating anew. And you're kind of, as you, you're, you're creating as you go along you find out what works, what doesn't work, and you keep tweaking it. Do you find the same thing in some ways? You are working harder because you're trying to come up with new creative ways of doing the work that you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, 100%. Um, it's been, you know, it's, it's been pretty much nonstop in a good way. You know, family members will say, oh, are you still getting paid? And I'm like, well, I better be getting paid because I'm working <laughs> harder than ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, just because we're not in our buildings. I think that's just been a real testament to even the archdiocese to say that, you know, we're home, but, you know, we're not slowing down, we're speeding up. And actually things like um, prayer groups for people and, and um, moving Alpha online and moving our merits ministries online, like, you know, that creativity has taken a lot of work to transition and make sure that it's still um, it's still continuing because it's not – you know, it's just not just putting someone on a webcam. You know, building an online experience is all it's a whole host of things. You have to make sure that that's a quality experience for now, people. Now, you had mentioned Alpha. Years ago, there was a woman, Mickey Pollack, who was very involved in vocations. She said there are so many different groups. She called, she said, and everybody has an acronym. She said it's like alphabet soup. You know, well, you said Alpha. I would wonder if anybody listening understands what Alpha is. Could you exp- Yeah. Could you talk yeah, about definitely. it a little bit? Yeah, so Alpha is a is a um, it's basically a course about God, a course about Jesus. Alpha is really an experience to help people um, 
connect with or reconnect with the presence of Jesus Christ in their life. Uh, and it's the beautiful thing about Alpha is that it's it's all about um, discovery. There's no judgments. There's no um, there's no kind of you need to you need to believe this. You need to come in knowing this. Basically, all you do is you come in, you gather for a meal. Now, obviously, we can't do that online, but you gather for a meal. You get to know each other. You watch a short, you know, 30-minute video, um, and then you just have a discussion about it. And what we've really seen in Alpha is that through this process of just watching these videos, building the community, discussing faith, um, people really grow um, closer to Christ, but in a way that, that's really on their terms, that um, the only expectation is that they show up, and if, even if they don't speak, that's fine. We're, we just And we've just found it really um, successful in kind of lighting a fire in people uh, for, for Jesus and for the Church. How do, you, how do people connect with you? We should probably ask, how do people connect with you if they're interested in a program like that? If somebody... Give us a website to get a hold of you or a phone number. Yeah, so I mean, the um, the website is a little um, long, but you can find <laughs> us. Uh, oh, give it a shot. Give, what, what, is, what is the website, Kevin? Uh, it's PVM, P as in Peter, uh, V as in vocation, M as in ministry, <laughs> mm-hmm. .artschicago.org. That's not that's so pvm.artschicago.org. Yep, and that's where you can find all of these programs, um, offerings we have for people, and, um, you know, uh, Alpha would be under the evangelization section of the website, because that's run by our evangelization office. And what, any, but a, maybe a phone number? Phone number for evangelization lets me look it up, because that is not my office, but I will look it up right now. So the Just um, give us your cell number. Yeah. No, just give <laughs> exactly. exactly. Give us your bank account exactly. number. <laughs> Um, so phone number would be... Uh, no, don't give us your cell number. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The phone number for um, evangelization would be 312-534-8264. That number once That's again. 312-534-8264. We need to bring this close program to a close. We want to thank, in a very special way, Kevin Foy, the Director of the Office of Lifelong Formation. Thank you, Kevin. Keep up your great work. God bless you. Uh, tremendous work you're doing. Thank you to co-host... Mark Teresi, great job, Mark. Great Always to be with a you. pleasure. It's a pleasure to be with you, too. Mm-hmm. Great work of our producer, Jim Dish, and outstanding work of our engineer, Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock to all. God bless. Stay healthy, stay cool, have a blessed weekend. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.